Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft. My name's Stephen Purden and let's welcome the usual suspects. First, a man who, if rumours are to be believed, may turn out to be H in line of duty. Jesus, Mary, Joseph and the wee donkey. It's Chris Toll. Mate, how good was that line? Mate, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, get to in a minute, mate, right? Get to in 10 minutes, mate, right? Oh, Toll, how good was that, man? Stevie, are you not going away this weekend? Are you going to miss it on Sunday I'm night? going to miss it on Sunday miss night. Oh, my God. I am going to be doing what football is doing. I'm going to have a social media boycott. I'm not going on any social media on Sunday because I'm not going to be home until Monday afternoon and I will watch it with a Chinese on Monday night. Well, no you know what? That, that sounds good. That sounds good. Aye. However, Aye. don't text me, no, Toll. I won't, I won't be texting you. I promise I won't Just spoil it for you. I promise. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, what's been happening this week, lads? This week, I get my car validated. Right now, this is going. To, this is going to sound like a fucking advert, but see the job the guy done. It was mm-hmm. absolutely unbelievable. Marty's valets twenty twenty on Instagram. Get your asses on it. <laughs> say that. Say that you're a football daft fan, and you might even get a fucking discount. But you ain't that. Yeah. Oh, how much? How, how much is Marty paying you for this? Mate? I know, mate. I'll <laughs> uh, just say that my car is very, very clean now. So, okay. Yeah. Right. I I will second what Toll said because. Nicola, because we're going away for the weekend, got a log cabin. She wants the car validated. I said, Oh, I will phone the very man because told passed me his number. I spoke to the guy, very nice guy, and he's coming at half nine tomorrow morning. So Beautiful. there we go. Beautiful. Beautiful. But next, let's welcome a man who completed the virtual kilt walk at the weekend alongside the man, the myth, the legend, our broth's captain. It's none other than Ricky fucking Little. We've done it, we. Tell us about it, Oh, it was great to catch up with Ricky, man. He's uh, been banging him in the last couple of weeks. I, I, I forgot to say, he scored the last two games. I feel bad that I've not mentioned it on the podcast, but well done, and it was good to catch up with him. As I say, I walked uh, 14, mile, 14 miles for old kilt walk. Fucking absolute torture. Knees just a bit combusted. Uh, and, of course, these boys that I walk with, they're all athletes and swimmers and mm-hmm. fucking horse riders. Oh, 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 you're a fucking athlete. I know. About, uh, listen, I listen, I you may not be able to do 90 minutes, but can they get in the ring and do a fucking moonsault? Correct. Can they fuck? Well, I can't do a moonsault either, Tom, but... Uh, well, I've seen you trying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shambles. <laughs> What's it called? What's it called? Moonsault. What's a moonsault? You backflip off the top rope. Oh, I've done, done that in the heavy, heavy garage, man. Did you did that backflip. I fucking did. Don't you get double your ass. You were on your, you were on your ass cutting yourself that shit, man. I, I was backflipping my foot. Gredo, I need to tell you something here. I remember a couple of weeks ago you were saying that folk were bumming you up saying you look like Stephen Gerrard. Mm-hmm. I can actually see it in you today. See, see this, mate. I'm honestly seeing the matter. Keep seeing this, Timmy. <laughs> mate, I'm affronted, but honestly. I'm telling Stevie, look at him now. Look, look, at the, look at the top half of his fucking... I'm telling you, he's like, pause, he's trying to put on when he's talking on it. <laughs> mate, I'm not joking. See, everybody, they keep going, we'll just be talking. Like, and you know, I've, I've no forgot, no forgot about that because they are ripping the current at you and they're just taking advantage of you. <laughs> I'll be going down there. I've just no time, but me and Bert Tam, we'll be going down there and fucking talking to the cunts, man. Look at me, they know yeah. I can see me doing it. Do you know, I think it looks a bit Stephen Gerrard, 
Cole's trying to say that Grado looks like Steven Gerrard now. Hurry up, I can't get a hand. Tell, tell her to look at the screen. Hurry up. What do you think? Tell, tell her to look at the screen. <laughs> She's looking at the screen. She's there. Does she agree with me? Look. Does she fuck? I'm, I'm not having that, aren't you, does? <laughs> So that was football daft. <laughs> what well, 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 do I say about my father? Oh, you <laughs> need to tell this story. Right, aye, all the aye. listeners out there, right, this is my favourite story of 2021 so far. Gredo, take the floor is yours. So I get, I get, <laughs> I get some message from my brother uh, on Sunday. And he, he sends me a screen grab, right, of a, a, a Daily Record article. Right, and uh, hold on, I'll get it for you. Daily Record article, right? And it's it's a screen grab of the basically the headline is uh, it's one trophy from nine for the Ibrox boss. Devastated Stephen Gerrard admits Rangers trophy record is not good enough. And my brother sends a screen grab and goes, "Look at one of the comments. Did we not go to her funeral?" <laughs> right, <I'm like laughs> it's my fucking mo- my mo- my mom is my mom's account on Facebook. Maureen Stevely, not physical enough. <laughs> my father's obviously getting into my mum's Facebook and commenting on on Facebook on posts. By the way, I hope either that or my mum's got opinion for beyond the grave about the Rangers team not being physical enough. I don't know. I hope he doesn't go into the messenger. Some of the messages me and your mum sent. <laughs> By the way, my mum did mention you quite a lot. Actually, too. That's fucking. Uh, do you know what? Your mum on my debut show for ICW was the first person I met getting in the building. Seriously, we, we had a real laugh. So we did. There you go, mate. That's a good fucking diamond, dear woman. A diamond, dear woman. Oh, right. So anyway, Scottish football, let's just rattle through this. This week, boys, I'm not really like to talk about it much. There's no old forum in the Scottish Cup semi-final. St. Johnston, St. Johnston pumped us. Uh, we get beat. Uh, so it's, aye, Hugh Keevans wasn't even alive the last time this happened. Uh, there was no old forum in the Scottish Cup semi-finals. Uh, I, as some listeners who may sign up to Patreon and listen to Rangers Daft, I was very, very unhappy the other night, as John and Gredo will vouch for. Uh, right, awesome. I was unhappy. Why, oh. why I was unhappy because I turned to oh. half when Rangers scored. Toe, I was surprised at you because I'm like, oh, Toe's going to get torn in. You never I was actually going to text. I was a good couple. I was a good like, 42, uh, 48 no. to 72. Listen, I'll tell you something. The reason that I never done it was because it would be like a homeless guy laughing at your curtains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Use fucking, use trounced up. There he is with that word again, curtains. Fuck <laughs> 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 No, I was very fucking unhappy. I texted the boys after about 15 minutes and said I could see it coming down the road. I could see it fucking coming. I had a feeling we just didn't turn up. Our attitude was stinking. Uh, just no. Not but nothing St. Geese and Johnson are due, but they have been oh, the biggest tests this season. I'll tell you this, you know, right? Gerard has obviously done a great job at Rangers, but see if oh, they win that Scottish Cup. If they win that Scottish Cup, Callum Davidson has got to get the manager of the year. He's got to. What other team has done the Scottish Domestic Cup double outside the Rangers and Celtic? Can, can you tell me another one? To see, I'm honest with you, I've been there that. Because, see, at the end of the day, I don't think Gerard himself would be that arsed with that kind of... Do you know what I mean? This is a guy that's won uh, stuff and all that for his years. Aye, he's not won stuff in that. Just a Champions League, FA Cups, UEFA Cups. So, Aye, I know, but you've got you to might even honest, donate this... it to, to Callum, thing with. Maybe Callum mm-hmm. will donate it to him. Mm. So here, here's the thing, but right, <laughs> nay, nay Celtic, nay Rangers, 
Nicky. That is interesting. You've got St Johnson versus St Mirren and Hibbsfield on the United. Who's winning that cup? I said when it was the League Cup, I said I thought Hibs would win it. Right. I I don't know. They don't. They seem to kind of falter. Run about this stage. Hibs it. The Hibs it. I'm going to go with St Mirren. I'm going with St Johnson all day long. I, I've not seen a more organised outfit other than us this season than St Johnson. They're just, they're every man, they're so fucking well drilled. They're physical. They're very handy on the ball. They've big Rooney's a player, isn't he? He's a player, man. The young boy in the middle of the park, young Northern Irish boy, mechanics scored the winning penalty. What type of player he is, man? Back, uh, four, the back four's over six foot. Their back falls all over six foot and Tavernier still manages to score a fucking header. But I don't even think Diamond's that tall in goals, and he? No, he's no he's not a big, 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 big boy. Near, near, near's Clark, near Xander Clark, mate. But uh, oh, Xander, I've I've Diamond. always I've always liked Xander Clark right. as a goalie. He's one of yeah. the ones that even though Celtic have trounced St. Johnson a few times over the last few years, he always turns up and has a right few right good saves. When we play against mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. so it is, and he's obviously a threat in the box as well. That's what they're <laughs> needing. But no, that's what does. That's what does, man. And he's basically wearing fucking high vis, and we still mm. leave him still in the cell. But what but a story that boy's got to take to his grave, He's a Rangers fan, I know. Come on. Maybe, maybe, maybe his wife will post on, on his Facebook <laughs> after it. Xander, <laughs> <laughs> Xander Clark, man, fucking not, not physical not. enough. <laughs> Too physical, too physical, Xander. Oh, hey, but I'm going with St. Johnson. Who are you going with, Gredo? I, I I'm going to say... Do you know what? I wouldn't mind if St. Johnson won it. I mean, I want to see a lot of Rangers fans are a wee bit bitter after Sunday night. Um, but do you know what? I, I, I don't care really about St. Johnson. Uh, John. John, I, who's, who's winning? I think Hibs. I think, right. I think Hibs. Paul's gone St. Mirren. John's gone Hibs. I'm going the Super Jays and Gredo doesn't give a fuck. But I push, he's gone the Super Jays as well, man. But <laughs> on to the Super Jays. That's what Big Andy Gray used to call him. Man. What did he say that? Aye, he's just a Johnson fan. Uh, reports told yes. saying that Eddie Howe is putting together his background team as he closes in on becoming Celtic manager, but his hopes of bringing Richard Hughes as technical director are hanging in the balance. Told, is this happening or no? He's going to get a manager in. Do you know what? We've got a good guest on the show later on. I think I might subtly ask him if he's heard anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Subtly ask him if he's heard anything. I think we'll leave that, that wee story for later on in the show, eh? Aye, mate. Okay. Aye, cool, man. Bad attitude, man. Do you want how, though? Aye. He wants how? Aye. I think the majority of SMT fans want how now, innit? Aye. I think, I think everybody wants Eddie Howe. I think it's went that far that Celtic now need to pull out the stops because all the fans want them and see if Celtic don't deliver. It's just another fucking nail in the coffin between the board and the fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you look at some of the players like Norwich are going for Christopher Ayer and Spurs are meant to be going for Sorrow. Mm. What? Aye, that was on the news the other day as well. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ayer has been linked with Norwich and Sorrow, who's what played how many fucking horn for your games? Spurs are meant to be looking at him. I can see at the end of the day, everybody's got a price. Mm-hmm. Right, and if Celtic have got a big rebuild on their hands, see if a Spurs or a Norwich come in with daft money for the two players, they'll be away. Make no mistake about it. But I'm a great believer that the new, the new team, the new first eleven, should be built with sorrow and Turnbull. 
there. Sorrow, defensive midfield, Turnbull, a wee bit further forward. What about, Ryan, what about Ryan Christie? Anyway, we've got a good guest coming on later on in the show. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that later on in the show, eh? <laughs> By the way, I'm shitting myself. Ah. <laughs> After the things you've said, to him, man. Oh, boy. Things you've said about his boy. Oh, oh boy. His laddie. Hey, great his laddie. laddie. <laughs> John, what have you got to say there? You I was going to see uh, Declan Gallagher might be moving to Aberdeen. Is that not a player that Celtic might take a... I go on, Chris. That's a kind he's of. He's a decent. He's a decent centre half. That boy. He's decent. Yeah, is, is he want to come to Celtic and be a a bit part player, or does he want to go up to Aberdeen with this new revolution that they're building up there? Mm. You know what I mean? It's for me. If I'm a if I'm a player that's going to be going to Celtic as a squad player, or getting the chance to go to Aberdeen with this new project that they're building, I would probably say Aberdeen's maybe a more attractive option. Aye, because there's a lot of right good centre-halves at the him at Celtic. Anyway, more football chat and daft chat on the open. I was only talking, sorry, man, I was only joking. Okay, By the way, see that uh, striker that uh, for Middlesbrough that Rangers are after? My brother's, he's Brit Asim Balanga. That's not a bad effort, mate. Well that done. That was good, mate. That was good. I just tried to catch you off the cuff there, and that was good, mate. My brother's, in, my brother's in Middlesbrough now working. They're all saying he's shite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just passing it on. Do you know what? The reason I know his name is because he always comes up scoring a goal on soccer Saturday. And you know what I mean? Like, so uh, there's Ricky Little. What? He's this. Aye, are you going for aye, you signing him or no? He does, man. He does say uh, cradle, but why keep us up to date with me? You know what I mean? Oh, well. No, no. That's your mate. That's your mate. What are you talking about? You forgot to mention him last week, too. Two I weeks know. in a row he scored and you never even mentioned it. Ken, I met his father in Morrison's or not. I was going, oh, he can't stop banging him in, can he? Oh, he's going, oh, I still like him. I was going, hey, hey, see you later, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Cradle thinks he looks like Stephen Gerrard. You're not sure because you're saying you're just a claims specialist. Tell us all about the claims. Tell us what do we do. Tell us about G4 claims, Nicole. G4 claims. So we're an accident management company. We specialise in non-fault accidents. So I always say this, guys. If you're involved in any sort of accident, please contact us first. We can point you in the right direction. We can also give you loads of free advice on how to get you know, get the process started and get everything moving for you in the quickest way of doing that. Um, everything we do is totally free of charge. We bill everything to the at-fault insurance. So that means that your insurance policy goes totally unscathed and untouched. You will not be charged your excess. You'll be given a like-for-like -like replacement hire vehicle whilst your car's off the road. If your car is repairable, it can be repaired at a repairer of your choice not the body, not the insurance choice. If you've got, you know, a body shop that you want to use for your car, we'll use them. If your car is written off, we'll recover the total amount for your pre-accident value and get you back your money so you can clear your finance and get back on your feet. If you're injured, we deal with your whiplash claim as well. So we can help you with all of that. And like I said, everything we do is free of charge. We also don't take a percentage from your company compensation like the insurance companies do so if you're involved in any sort of accident please contact us on 01698 
767172. We're also on all forums of social media. You can contact us at any method. And it's not at fault claims. Made easy. 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 Made Questions you could ask. Who should be in the Scotland squad for the Euros? I'm sure we'll get that over the next couple of weeks. Who's going to win the Scottish Cup now that Rangers aren't in it? Sorry. Oh. 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 And just who is watching that pish on BBC called I Can See Your Voice? I actually thought it was all right, John. Why are you watching that? I thought it was all right. They, they, try and kid on, they try and see who the kid on singing is. Aye. I got a good laugh at that. Oh, what a shite. Don't, don't get me an eye, I don't watch it, the full episode. I get, I get it on Goggle Box. Aye, that's what I've seen. I've seen it on Goggle Box. There you go. Box, uh, Credo, Credo. There's a wee thing on BBC as well. Just a wee thing called Line of Duty, man. You should maybe check that out if you're watching other things on BBC. Like, yeah. I can see your voice now. I mean. <laughs> and let's go to our first caller, which should be Stuart on the line. And he, um, he wants, he's got a new book out. How you doing, Stuart? Bob, just watch it. All right, boys. How you doing, Stuart? I'm doing good, yeah. I'm under my missus's name, so apologies. I saw no, it's okay. okay. I, thought I, I thought I was just your weekends, Jim. <laughs> well, 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 listen, let's not judge anyone. <laughs> it's been a tough 12 months. <laughs> Stuart, um, you're on to tell us about a book that you put together called Follow We Will. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about it, Stuart. Tell us about it. Tell us about the book. Well, thanks. Well, thanks for the opportunity. First of all, uh, greetings from uh, sunny West Sussex. Uh, About two years ago, I did uh, my first book. I took early retirement for the health service in London, and I did this one: uh, ten matches, ten. I've got that. Oh, brilliant! I've got that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I'm saying brilliant. You tell me if it's a load of shit. No, no, it was great. It was great. Everybody, they went the ten greatest matches. Loved that. And what I done was, I came up and uh, I went to my mate Stan Gordon's pub out in Blantyre. I interviewed the ten players. So, uh, from the goalie at Leeds to, and I'm I'm 58, so just north of 55. And uh, <laughs> I went to great games like winning the league up at Aberdeen. Uh, Wally Johnston won at Barcelona was just before my time. But listen, it was a great experience. And uh, during lockdown earlier in the year, I decided that there have been loads of books done by far better people than me, people like uh, Alistair Aird in Ayrshire, and uh, Jeff Holmes has done loads of books. Jeff's Jeff's books Uh, are good. good, They've done the really serious stuff, Mark Walters and Marco Negri and all that sort of stuff. So I thought maybe it's a time for fans to tell their stories. Now, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have been to about 75, 77 European games away. It was easier getting to London. You just jumped in the ferry or whatever. So we've done this one. Follow me, Will. Brilliant. Uh, we've got the launch in three weeks, and I've done it as a collaboration with Stan. Uh, Stan's uh, Stan manages the Rangers Legends, which will come on in a couple of minutes if you've got the time. We've done a lot of charity work over the years. We we did the first one done this way in Sussex for a guy that died. We raised thousands, and we uh, both of us were friendly with Ray Wilkins. And Ray Wilkins, we did the first game at Sutton United in South West London. Mm-hmm. Ray helped us, and then sadly Ray. As you'll know, I passed away. We did the Ray Wilkins Memorial game. Raised a lot for charity there. Then my brother up in Sunny Shots in Lanarkshire 
he was wiped out with cancer. So I did a game up there. Uh, but two and a half years ago now, we raised about 20 grand for McMillan. So we've done a lot of stuff with the Rangers legend, but I thought let's give the fans uh, a chance to tell their story. So we've interviewed 34 fans. Some of them you'll know. There's some well-known guys like uh, Andy Smiley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ferguson and Stevie Campbell, who never missed a game. I mean, I'm an amateur compared to them. They're in the 200 league. Then we've got some of the younger guys like Ross McGill at the Union Bears. Ross done a great story about going to Leipzig for the friendly a few years ago. Then we've worked our way around the world. So I'd be sitting here at maybe midnight. We're interviewing guys in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Guys who were born in, in Auckland, but still had the same... I know every club's got their part. You know, my best mm-hmm. mates are Celtic fans or Millwall fans or Chelsea or whatever. But concentrated Rangers for a minute. The passion that was oozing out of these guys, telling their story about... There's a guy from... Uh, Canada, who jumps on a plane in Vancouver and comes over for uh, Peterhead away the first game when we were doing the leagues. He doesn't have a ticket. And without getting too much away, because I want people to buy the book, um, <laughs> he turns up at the Grapes Bar on the Friday night. He's still not got a ticket. And chucking out time, he's offered a ticket with a guy that runs a bar. I don't know who know. And he's on the bus up to Peterhead. And we've got guys for uh, Australia coming over. from. We all went to Manchester. Some of us got tickets, some of us didn't. But Guys coming out from Manchester, uh, from Australia to Manchester, and getting back the next day, and just, just brilliant stories. Thirty-four fans telling their stories. Stuart, Stuart, I might know about um, Stan's uh, Legends yeah. games. Right, there's one coming up in August in Thursday. No, I'm not Thursday's late. I'd be, I'd be quicker going to New York. So Stan, Stan manages that one up in Thursday, and it's for the local fire brigade. No, I know there's, I know uh, Marco's coming over and Michael Moles and all that. So. If the two you're interested in, I'm speaking to Stan every day at the moment because of this. Uh, then Sunny Shots in September. So I did one for my brother a couple of years ago. We've got one coming up on Friday the 17th of September. Rangers Legends against the Shots, boys. Uh, James English is sponsored again. You All know, right. James will guess for the short select, good guy, and we're doing it for St Andrew's Hospice where Fernando passionately sent, he spent his last few days and uh, there's a wee mental health charity in Wisher called Chris's House, but they stretch out all over the gap. Uh, so if either of you want to be turned I'll play, yeah. I'll play in both games, definitely uh, I'll play. I, I'm, I, I've already spoke to you, Bob, right. for the Fuzzle game, especially because yeah. it's something, because I'm, I'm ex-fire service as well, so right. I'd love to right. get involved in that. Do we get it, mate, it's on Amazon? Right. Or... We're having a book launch on Friday the 21st of <coughs> May in the Stonefield Tavern, right. on the Sunday we're going to be in Brian's Pub Oswald's in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, on the Sunday afternoon, then his new gaff in Huddingston uh, Lounge 72. Lounge 72 uh, but yeah. basically, if you go to followwewill.com, so it's, it's 9.99, it's a price of a couple of pounds, and uh, you can get it there. And uh, it's a bad fun. It's a bad Brilliant. Fun. Brilliant, mate. Stuart, thanks for coming on the open line, mate. Thanks, thanks, guys. Guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Let's go to our next caller. Oh, it's our Rangers supporters, Chris. Uh, another Rangers fan, eh? <laughs> Jamie, how you doing? Welcome to the show. What do you want to say to the panel? Cheers, mate. No, good to be here, guys. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm quite excited, actually. I can't wait to tell my mum, Bob, that I'm, uh, I'm speaking to you. Uh, last time uh, I went with a River City cast member, she just about lost her nuts. So, uh, aye, that was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> 
you used to get pals with somebody out with Gary Lamont, and uh, he, did oh, a, he did a congratulations message for my wedding, and she just about had a heart attack when he came on the screen. It was brilliant. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Gradle, so, anyway, Gradle, he, he, Gradle, he seems to forget that you were never sitting at home, mate. Uh, right? Yeah, it's just kind of eight episodes in that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, pal. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Jamie, how can we? What, what would you like to talk to us about? Let's actually do a question. Sorry. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, so, I uh, so my question is to do um, with uh, the sort of rise of fan media, fan merchandise, and things like that, and not just Scottish football, but kind of football generally. Um, yes. Cards and the cards on the table. Shameless plug. Being my best pal, we started a wee uh, kind of Rangers fan merchandise company a couple of months ago um sort of eatwear sort of stuff and all that gear so um but there's loads of other folk doing that there's obviously loads of podcasts and sort of fan media and stuff like that but my question for you guys really is you know how do you see that sort of changing over the next few years obviously from a media point of view like traditional media is kind of dying a death a wee bit fan podcast media stuff like that's coming up um loads of folk are now you know selling gear and things like that the club's obviously doing well but there's a lot of other folk coming on the scene I just wanted to get your take on how you see that all that sort of changing over the next. Uh... Who is it that's selling gear, mate? And have you got their number? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a bit of a difference, but between well, first of all, I've got an opinion on the fan media. I reckon in about 10, 15 years' time, it will be solely you know, people on the buying papers anywhere. Mm. A lot of the media now are getting stuff for the likes of these podcasts. You know, we'll have folk come on and then the next day. And it? it's like in the paper, mm-hmm. Sunday paper. But I, th- I think yeah. uh, Ray, Ray Parler had a good point, though. I think quite a lot of the fan media prefers to like, focus on the negative. But to add, I, I, I don't know, I thought he came across bad last week in that way. No, he, but I, th- I, think the, I think the point they made is valid because the guy for Arsenal uh, TV, when Arsenal have a bad result, it's more entertaining to watch Arsenal TV. How, how, you know how I mean? can you be positive about Arsenal? But... <laughs> That's my point. I mean, so I think. But he like, basically was saying that, um, oh, you love it when they get bait, and I don't believe that big guy does love nah, it. I, nah, I, he's obviously getting. I know, I know what you're saying, but I think the point, the point that he's trying to make, is if if Arsenal lose, it works out better for him because they're getting more hits, and that way mm-hmm. it generates more income. You know what I mean? So that's the point that he's trying to make, and I understand what he's trying to say. It wouldn't I, get, I get that. He was out of line last week, but because Simon Jordan dealt with that before and he was really good with, with, Rob, with Robbie, mm. who's uh, you know a, a, a friend of mine. And I just think that, Mark. I don't know, he come across. But there's, I think there's a different story in terms of with the fan media, with the, these YouTube channels compared to like, uh, some blog websites and podcasts that are now getting access to go to the press conferences Aye. and stuff like that. I think that's... I, but I think that's I get pretty... a lot... Sorry, Sorry, I was going to say that, I mean, that's for me is there's two sides of it, right? Okay, because you've got your proper journalistic media, which is, you know, your super scoreboards, your go radio, all that, you know, the proper journalists and stuff like that. But, you know, fan media for me should be for the fans. I don't think that fan media, and I know you guys, heart and hand and all that sort of stuff, should be going into press conferences and going to the games and stuff like that. Because immediately then they're affiliated to the club. They're getting these press passes, so they're immediately then feeling that they have to, you know, kowtow to the club in ways. I don't think they do, but John... Because oh, that's, what, see, Gredo, that's what I was going to say, man. I don't think, see, heart in hand, the other night after St. Johnson put us at the cup, I don't think it's a case of 
ripped into them. We, we need to go, don't you? That, they, they give it out. They give it out, and I think... Because as soon as he starts doing that, that's the fans can see right through that. What I think John's saying is, she, like, for, for a Celtic point of view, right, uh, the guy that runs a Celtic state of mind, uh, Paul John Dykes, he yeah. started to be getting interviewed as the go-to Celtic guy on Sky News. Is that the guy with you the dark hair? Ah, uh, you know I what I mean. And don't don't get me wrong; he's very he's very good. And his I think podcast, he is good. Yeah. His podcast excellent, right? And, but I, th- I, th- I think what, what <laughs> I think what John's trying to say is that it's kind of it's starting to intro, infiltrate the mainstream media now. Yeah, you uh, know, and it's kind of it's going to melt into one. So I don't. I think I don't there's a place for both. I think there's a place for both. Aye, but it should so, be separate. But it should so, be separate. Right, so, because at the same time as well, there's this is maybe a stupid comment, but there's people are saying like, is this maybe daft? But you know, a lot of these videos have a lot of swearing and all that, and yep. you know, a lot of the stuff that is getting said willy nilly without it actually being like, oh, we can't really say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, there's a problem there where. When you're trying to legitimise it, you can't legitimise it if somebody's on swearing and cussing and effing and blind for somebody to get a job, then that's kind of... Are you fucking uh, kidding? I mean, it's entertainment, it's entertainment, isn't it? Fuck off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man, the fuck am I talking about? Right, Jamie, Jamie, what's the name of your company, anyway? What's the name of your... Uh, yeah, uh, we you, plug, mate, yeah, we plug. Oh, dude, lad, Blue Sea Apparel, it's called Blue Sea Apparel. Fucking Del Boy, that's what he's called. We've got a website, obviously, where we're, we're, we're putting gear. Not that kind of gear, that's going to number after on for that. Mate, you, you, you strike me as the guy on Spotify who's trying to buy Arsenal now. See, in 20 years' time, you're going to own Rangers. Own places, mate. Own places, big man. Did, did you sell pirate CDs at school? <laughs> I don't know, but he's got uh, a fucking no pirate comment, Rangers shell. Kelly McDonald, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Gredo won't get that. He doesn't watch Lionel Duty, mate. Oh, right. fuck's sake, Gredo. H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucking diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, Jamie. Listen, good luck with the the business. Uh, we'll de- we'll give it a retweet on uh, football. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Thanks for coming on. Really interesting Cheers, chat, Jamie boy. Thank you. And that's it for this that week's open line. Um, thank you very much to all our callers. Uh, if you want to be on next week, just keep an eye out on our Twitter and our Facebook. That's at Football Daft Pod and just Football Daft on Facebook. Football Daft. Big question. So we've been graced with some brilliant foreign players in our game, the likes of Larson, Loudrup, Maravich. Yeah, man. Nag- <laughs> know, mate. That is fucking hell, John. John, I'm trying to back you up again, mate. Break him on, you can't spell Larson. Larson? For people that are listening to the show, he has spelt Larson, L-A-R-S-I-N. Oh, my God. I'm just spelt uh, Maravchik right. And... and, and <laughs> I mean, he's a bit like Nakamura. 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 <laughs> that's the first typing. That's the Scottish. That's the Scottish Nakamura. <laughs> but anyway, they've all played. They've all played for the old firm. However, this week we want to know who's the best player that's foreign to come to Scotland, but to play out with Rangers and Celtic. That Please. is a meaty question. Isn't now, it? That is a very meaty question because I saw when Football Daft tweeted this, and I'm going, oh, there was a bit, the most amount of replies we've ever had to a post. On, way, on social media, and Ed, it was good. The, Ed, the Edinburgh punters weren't they, weren't they enjoying each other? No, well, it's they, been a battle. Hearts and Hibs fans were getting right in about each other. I, with this I, one. I don't like to say it right, but I agree with the Hibs fans. I think Frank Sosie, no a lot of folk fucking can lace that guy's boots. He was mm-hmm. a class act. Guy won a European Cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you've, but, but, but I also had to notice that people were gone. I mean, I know he did play for Rangers, but and then saying like Theo Snelders, and you're like, that does it count? I mean, I know technically Dennis play a lot of games, but uh, 
good keeper at Aberdeen in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. He, he was great sure. for Aberdeen. He was mm-hmm. great for Aberdeen. Yeah. See, I never saw that, obviously, though. I remember Fitz Snyder's day shout out again, but I'm going to throw one out here. Right? I know Frank Sozzi was amazing. I know Rudy Scatchel was outstanding. I know that we've had some belters like Margaro Gomez and uh, players like that, right? But Eremenko that played for Kilmarnock mm-hmm. is probably one of the most skillful players that I've seen out with the old firm. There's, Definitely. Aye. He was he was technically, technically sublime. But, you, was. but then sometimes I remember he, he might not have been the best. Right, for example, same number I'm a wee boy, 10-year-old, right, aye. watching Hearts. I'm loving Jose Katongo, man. Aye. He used to excite me. Aye, then you play charity matches with me, you just can't get the ball off him. You realise how good he is, man. <laughs> My mate Not... plays with Jose Kotongo and he says, unbelievable, like, un- just couldn't get near him, skillful, but he actually couldn't kick the ball. He, was- oh, he didn't know mate. how to kick the ball properly. John, John, that is correct. See when you play, like, you see him close up and you're playing him, I always slag him when I see him and go, because every time I see him and I'm playing him, all you end up saying is, Jose, 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 because he never fucking passes the ball. And then when he does try to pass it, he scuffs it. He can't kick the ball. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. I've watched him a few in a few charity games as well, but he's got a part in my... My psyche, my fucking Celtic supporting psyche. He scored the equaliser at, Aye, at, at, fucking, Castle. at Tynecastle when Celtic were trying to stop 10 in a row. And yeah. I could have strangled him if I'd have got a hold of him. Do you but, know what, boys? I know that um, we've had Bob Malcolm on twice, but obviously, see, back in the day, when you done it, I'm telling you, or maybe it was David Tanner, we need to get Katongo back on, because honestly... That was a belt that one, mate. brilliant. tremendous. And absolutely. Anyway, because we could argue as the day is Here's mm. one, but before we move on, all right, when you go, you've got to mention Ravanelli and Caballero. Yeah, Caballero, Indeed. definitely. Uh, Ravanelli, but fuck's sake, Ravanelli's probably right. See, Ra- see Ravanelli's see, arguably one of the best players to ever grace fucking Scottish football. F- football, <laughs> football, no, football. Aye, football as a whole, though. Aye, I, no, no, I'm talking about if you're just talking, I obviously worldwide is one of the best players in the world at the time, mm. but I'm saying if you're talking about Scottish football players, he's got to be mentioned as like one of the best players. Know what I mean, like, yeah. no, he didn't have his best days here, but if you're talking on pedigree, so is he didn't have his best days well, here, you either, say, probably. You could say the same with George Best, then, couldn't you? Aye, exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. Aye, so, what are we, are we talking? Well, George Best is for Northern Ireland, Gredo. I mean, are we talking British players or are we talking Scottish? I think. Right. Ooh, that's a bone of contention. Then, then you've got Chris Waddle. Right. Yes, you have Chris. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep, point mm-hmm. with the base. Got James Madison as well. Obviously. Yep, that's good. Oh, an absolute fucking belt of a free kick against us. Dean Windass. Good player. Scored a lot of goals for the Dons. Let's see what the listeners think. Okay, let's go to Stevie. Oh, well, Stevie's, yes. uh, he is, he's gone for Frank Sose. He says, Frank Sose, hands down. I mean, come on, he won the Champions League. Any captain, France? Yeah, boy, Oven says, St Mirren, <laughs> Ishmael Gonzalez scoring in his. Uh, do you know what? I don't know if it's Oven. I can't trust John's Titan, but it says, Yeah, boy, Oven here. That's right? his, name. his name's uh, probably Gary Muir or something. <laughs> 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 he's St Mirren striker Ishmael Gonsalves scoring on his debut against Celtic to take the buddies to the League Cup final. Bring on the Scottish Cup this year. There you go, your boy, Ovin. Next one, Mikko says, Caballero for Dundee. What a cracking player. Fuck knows what he was doing in Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Langfield cleared all that up. He told us what was going on, that night. Correct. 
Ross says the lack of Takis' fists being mentioned in this is disappointing. Wow. Rolls Royce, a player sold this time at Hearts and won a European Championship. Mm-hmm. James has also been in touch. He says, always liked David Zeteri at Habs. Good player. Good player. Or Hubs. Hubs is John's corner today. Michael <laughs> says, uh, Rudy Scatchel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he's ever heard a copy and paste, but anyway. John, yeah, sometimes you need to just walk away from the beer machine, mate. <laughs> Have a glass of water. I know, you know sometimes what I, mean? I need to proofread as well. Michael says, Rudy Scatchel probably had the biggest impact at Hearts, different class. Larry Kingston, there's a name, oh, also aye. had all the talent in the world, but was a lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's the problem here, though, like, are we talking just the best players? Are we talking the biggest impact these players had? But we're halfway through with the calls. I'm saying, so fucking sharp, Stephen. Go on and go to. So Sean has mentioned one that had completely gone out my mind. Actually, mm. hit Cham Zero Ali. He has to be up there, although he didn't spend long up here and there was some talent. I remember right. he was the first player I ever seen with the number zero on his back. Well, who, who else was after that? Maybe. Oh, that's a good point. But he was still a first. Still a first, but wasn't he? Well, he, <laughs> he, he, he sadly passed, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm so led to believe. He did, he did. Um, he did. Which is a, oh, Ale- that was a horrible Alexander story. says, no argument. It is big Frank Sozi of Hibernian FC. Here's one that maybe... Did he play with your mob, uh, John? Well, Dave Schmeichel. Max says Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, yeah. Alcock. Yeah. That's right. Right, him and Tim Crew at one point, I think. That's right, man. Tim, Tim Crew. I remember him playing Ibrox. Yeah. Wow. Mr. Z says Sozi. Too easy. Mm-hmm. Gavin says, finish by Kumarnock, who Toll mentioned earlier, Eremenko. Great player. John has decided to go for Julian Spironi for Dundee, and he said when he was growing up, he always thought he was a top-class goalkeeper, pulling all the top saves. Graham has a one-word answer for us. Ravanelli. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Uh, Stephen says, Hans Gilhouse was unreal. Oh, any other what answer. a fucking You're player. not old enough. Great player, man. What a player, man. <coughs> I don't remember him, boys. Gredo, he, came, he, he made his debut, right? He, come, he comes onto the pitch within 15 minutes. He's put an overhead kick right into the top corner. Who did he play debut. for? Aberdeen. He scored a hat trick that day. What a player he what was. Years man. Too? It was run about 88, 89. Right. He's late right. 80s, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Eddie says, Sozzy at the Hobos. I'm rather imagining <laughs> again. That's not actually, that is actually a typo. I think... Um, a typo? <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's a uh, Celtic supporter, so... Right, okay. All right. And, uh, yeah. And I don't get what he means at the end. Ravenelli.com. Dundee, because he obviously had all that email strong. Oh, failed email. All right, fucking hell. Uh, Glasgow lockdown. Jose Katongo is my favourite non-old firm player. Yep. Given some of the names, he isn't the best, but find it very hard to dislike Jose. Exactly. Yeah. But Can I disagree with that? Yes. And Jordan, the last caller, says, modern times, it's got to be the boy Eremenko at Kelly. But here's one, boys, that we forgot about. He also says, Big Mick Sue, part of him is decent to Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. How you? Aye, you. If you get hairy boys, if you got a bush, well, you definitely do if you haven't tried the best products for your sponsor today. It's Manscaped. And after using these life changing products, you're going to want to join a Boss Act Beauty Contest because I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out for you because I've also going to give you an exclusive 20% off discount 
All you need to do is use the code daft at manscaped.com. Harry Boz, big major issue in Scotland. And we don't know how to deal with it. Well, this is how you deal with it. I've dealt with it in the past. You use Manscaped. Because listen, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with the perfect package 3.0 kit. We've all got our 3.0 kit troops, haven't we? We do. Yep, yep, yep. It is smooth and it is comfortable and it gets your boss very, very baldy. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower. Wow, that's waterproof, by the way. Uh, and it's cordless as well. And it's a body trimmer as well. Bob uses that now and again in his back. And there's a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer. And it's here to help you trim up your hedges. This trimmer, it features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology. <laughs> Pioneered by Manscaped, so look, you're not going to cut your balls, right? It's going to be fine. When you trim your hedges, the tree stands taller. That's that's what we're going for here today. And inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver. This is a body agent, and it makes sure that your balls are smelling majestic before your Tinder date. <laughs> you'll also <laughs> find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, and that is a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. And uh, be sure to add the refined cologne to your arsenal with the perfect package or performance package purchase. Listen to this, you get two free gifts. You get the Shed travel bag. And it's usually $39, but look, that's getting put in there and all. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. These are the absolute boys. So get 20% off and free shipping. Use the code daft at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favour and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use the code. It's daft. It's manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Use the code daft. It's 2021 and you've still got a bush. Change that with Manscaped. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. The player profile playoff with PySports.com. They're bringing the taste of Scottish football right to your homes uh, every week during lockdown. You can get on their websites, PySports.com. Check out the range of pies. They've got great packages. Mr. Christopher Toll's favourite, the Glasgow Oyster packages. Four rolls, four pies, stick a pie in the roll, nothing better than that. Um, you can also call them 0141 739 They'll dollar free of charge right across Scotland to different postcodes, so check their website for details. Um, we try and give away the pies to a listener every single week. And on to play a good Falkirk supporter. It's Ryan. How you doing, pal? Hi, good. Thanks. Yourself? Shaking it. Well, Falkirk are playing Patrick Thistle tonight. Oh, he's getting pumped tonight. He's getting pumped tonight. I want to know, Ryan, are you shaking it for the game tonight? Is it, how you feeling? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm not even going to watch. Do you know what? I'm, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I'm just going to... What? The wrestling zone. It's your biggest... <laughs> Honestly, Chris, I can't, I, I can't watch it. No, it's your biggest game of the season. I but I can't. I'm going to switch my phone off. No, I'm going to should live stream it. I can't handle it, honestly. What about you and your pals getting a wee Zoom call, having a bevy? None of us can handle it. None of us can I tell you what, John, you better mute the group chat then because I'm going to keep you updated, boy. Same, same. Are you watching the game, Ryan? I work around the corner, fits. I'm just going to stand up at the canal and try and get a watch it live. Oh, wicked lad. Listen, can you see over the gazebo for the canal? 
it's that party thistle, Chris, you want. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> me and Grado have got keys for that. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> He's wanting to go to the game. I know. God, I wonder if we would have been able to do that, Bob, now. Just turn know. up, man. We probably man, just turning up like a kebab or something, just throwing it out big windy watching the football. <laughs> right, right, Jerry. Ryan, you know, how, you know how the game works. We're basically, I'm going to read that player description from a certain season. You buzz in uh, when you know the answer. Um, but if you do buzz in and get it wrong, you don't get to buzz in again. First to two wins. And you know what? Just for um, being a wee wido, you're going to be playing Chris Toll today, all right? Fuck mm. So we're going, we're going back to 2005-2006 season, all right? Um, it's a season that Celtic won. Um, that was Gordon Strachan, was that this first season, Chris? Yep. Yep. I, so... I, rem- I remember Media Bratislava. Aye, 5-0, was it? Or 5-1? Oh, that was a hard one. Aye, uh, Chris Boyd for the Rangers boys, uh, ended up top goal scorer, but he scored like 15 goals for Kilmarnock and then 17 for Rangers and that. Right, man. A wee mixture, a wee mixture of both. December is it? Yeah. So um, let's get cracking at the quiz. What's your buzzer going to be, Ryan? C-O-Y-B. Well, that's too long. Just say Come it. you See why will be right. Okay, Chris. Ah, <clears throat> uh, oh, you put me in it, John. I've not had time to. Devrinville. You could be C-O-Y-B, no? Devrinville. Right. Okay then. Right. Okay, boys. First player coming out. This striker joined Rangers on loan from Charlton at the start of this season after falling out of favour. After his Devrinville. Bright... Chris. Franny Jeffers. Yes, one now. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Right, next player. Come on, Ryan. After leaving Benfica, this Greek international left back surprisingly decided to join Hearts. He collected oh, fourth career winners medal in the season. Sorry, I didn't hear anything there. In his first season <laughs> with the Tynecastle side, when he defeated Gretna in the Scottish Cup final, his first and only Hearts goal came in a league game against Motherwell in 2006. He became a popular member of the Hearts team and always be remembered fondly for his celebration after clinching a place in the UEFA Champions League. He left Edinburgh Club at the end of the 2006-07 season and back to Panathinaikos. He also won the European Cup with Greece. Come on, Ryan. Oh, the name's there and I can't think of it. All right, that's a, sh- that's a shame. Uh, that- so it's Fissus, isn't it? We know Chris Toll. <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's two 0 Chris Toll. I wish you gave John the pies this week, man. <laughs> John, Ryan's getting the pies. You give them away. Ryan's getting the pies because a good Falkirk bear. So well played, Ryan. Ryan, what I, what I will say is your fellow Falkirk fan is flung you under the bus there. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean, disgracefully, should I give him Grado or Stephen? Not this guy. Not this fucking. <laughs> not, oh. not this. Not this almanac. Enjoy the pies, my man. They're fucking dynamite. And enjoy the foot <laughs> enjoy the football tonight, Ryan. Fingers crossed for Good luck, Ryan. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698 767 172. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome a man more legendary around the Highlands than Rob Roy McGregor. He played for Caledonian, he played for Inverness Thistle, and when the two clubs merged into superpower, he spent 10 years at Inverness Caledonian Thistle. It's the one and only Mr. Charlie Christie. Charlie, welcome to the show, but I have to say to you, 
you are responsible for one of the worst nights in my football supporting career. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I, I relive that every two weeks or so, waking up my cold sweat. But Charlie, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm sure the guys agree. Yeah, 100%, Charlie. Thanks for joining us, mate. How about I actually want to know about that night right away? Couldn't we? Can we talk about that right away? Will we talk about it right away? Get it out of the way so I don't need to fucking keep thinking about it. The night Inverness Cali went ballistic. It was a great night. Everybody everybody remembers the newspaper article, didn't they? What is it? Super Cali go ballistic. Super Cali go ballistic. Celtic are atrocious. Fucking Jesus. What a night, guys. Honestly, it was an incredible night. It really was. It was just, I mean, as you know, I'm a Celtic guy. I've been you know, a Celtic fan, Matt, and for a long time I've been down at Parkhead, especially with European games, I've been down these um, incredible nights, but when we got drawn against the Celts, we did a good cup run that year, and then we got drawn away at Parkhead, it was like a dream come true for me, things hadn't quite worked out for me in the two years I was down there, so mm. it was great to go back, and there were still people there that I knew, and, you know, we were, we were huge underdogs, rightly so, I think we were sixth in the first division at the time, and uh, I think we were 16-1, to in fact, I know we were 16 at one because our manager, Steve Patterson, had a grand on us. Brilliant. Superb. I'll be phoning the SFA about that. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's incredible, guys. At half time, I think, kind of mind, I think we're winning, uh, we're winning 2 1 at half time. We come in and Celtic give, obviously, it's not quite happening at Parkhead at that time. Um, they were playing a bit second fiddle to their great rivals. And I think last the Saturday before it, they'd been beaten 3 2 at home by Hearts after leading 2 0. And you could tell there was a wee bit of tension in their team. Um, but uh, we came in leading two and a half times. So Steve Patterson was a man of few words, a great manager, but he didn't say a lot. But he just said, look, guys. And he actually said, there's more goals in this for you if you keep playing the front foot. So just before I'm, I'm going out the second half, I always splash a bit of water in my face. So I'm in the toilet in the way changing with Parkhead and splashing a bit of water. Just, and, he, and he comes. And he nudges me and he, you know, he knew I didn't really need spoken to. I was quite, quite experienced at that time. I was 34. And he says, uh, he says, listen, he says, we need to keep getting in the ball. He says, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, I'm going, no, no problem, Gaffer. I'll get on it. Great things happen. 16, bloody one. I've got, I've got us on the night. What motivation that is, pal. Cheers, uh, Gaffer, you know. But, hang uh, off the shelter uh, team. I don't own that night and all. <laughs> imagine like the manager though like, imagine you're two and up half time and your team talking when you'd be like pure nervous energy like come on boys I keep a score come on 16 to one boys you know what I mean come on <laughs> <laughs> yes honestly it was, it was Steve Dattie though because he was just he was a, honestly he doesn't get the credit guys up here that he deserves he's he a fantastic manager but as I say a fantastic man that liked the point of Guinness and liked the wee bet but no, uh, oh, it was just a great night it was a fantastic night and um, you know, the big thing for me, actually, guys, going back is, as well, is it actually was a big turning point, point in Celtic because the fans after that said no more. You know, mm. they turned around and said, look, you know, we're playing second fiddle to Rangers at the time. This is not good enough. Politically, there was a lot of unrest behind the scenes. And I think it was then, it was not long after that that Fergus McCann came in and, and uh, things just went no, from, from Fer Fergus, really Fergus. took off, you know. Fergus was in long before that. This was um, this was a, a build up to Martin O'Neill coming in. Sorry, so it was. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking more of that. You're right, John Barnes. It was. Was that his last game? I think it was Gradle. I think mm. uh, I think uh, Dalglish took over after Aye. that and seen them through to the end of the season, and then then we brought in Martin O'Neill. So. Aye, so that was. That's I think right, we, we did look yeah. back. That was a kind of catalyst, wasn't it, for them to go right? Let's get this sorted and get. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Aye. And then the following but season, when the treble and all that, did they not? Aye. And then, aye. And, then, <laughs> and then everybody, including the players in the Marais, lost a week of their lives. See, obviously, Charlie, like going to Glasgow to Inverness in the bus, that must have been some journey, but after that. It was brilliant. I remember, I'm trying to think who it was actually, but fair play to Celtic, the boy came. Who was it again? He says, two cases of, I think, whatever beer for the bottom of the bus for us and great and I think that was enough drink by the end of London Road which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just a great we stopped we used to always stop in the pit lockery on the way back up the road so we stopped in pit lockery and go to the usual haunts and then we came back up and then we met the good thing was we met the next day and just just continued the celebrations and it was all over TV and Sky Sports that sounds it was, class uh, it was brilliant great for the club uh, great for the player I, you know, the St. Johnson players will have been doing that this week. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie anyway. We're gonna... <laughs> Listen, hey, I'll tell you what, guys. I, I was the first one to text Sean Rooney and Jimmy McCart after the game. I bet you <laughs> were. I bet you were. Brilliant, man. That was a, that was a bit of a turbulent night. Eh? Not, let's, let's not dwell on that, guys. Eh? Let's just move on for that. <laughs> Well, but Charlie, you played for Caledonian and Thistle. What was, like, back in the day, what was, was there a big rivalry there? What was it like? It was a big rivalry. It's a huge rivalry. It was similar to rivalries down south and other places, just we didn't have the numbers. You know, we're talking about crowds of maybe two and a half, three thousand were at the games. So they weren't big, big crowds. But, but that was that was pulling in a lot more than the than the sport with war weeks in Scotland. I remember, like, before yeah. the two clubs came together, you could, well, I, I live in the same street as Albion Rovers, right? You'd be lucky if you get 300 at an Albion mm-hmm. Rovers game. User, it's obviously a big city. Well, it wasn't a city at the time, but um, it's pulling in everybody from that city. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? All the football fans to that city. So it must have been huge. It must have been quite intimidating playing in front of that sort of crowd. Well, it was, it was a good crowd and there was a lot of good banter. It was bragging rights. People going to work on the, the Monday morning, as we know. But you're right, the crowds were good. And when you look at the lower leagues, we we would... I mean, Cali in particular, I mean, Thistle were my team. My brother and father played with Thistle, but Cali, they were a very well-run non-league side. I mean, they would put most part-time clubs in Scottish football to shame. They were so well-run at the time. Um, so, no, it was great. And, and I managed to achieve, win trophies of both clubs. They both did really well in the Scottish Cup as well, which was nice. I mean, I remember we drew with St. Johnston at Cali Park in 92, and we had a sellout 6,500 that day. So, you know, when we were in the Scottish Cup, we used to attract bigger crowds, which was great. Um, they, they played, you know, Celtic in the 50s. I think they got a sellout. They played Rangers in the 60s. So these were massive games. But since 94, since we amalgamated the both teams, then it's just been a, it's been a different beast altogether up here. We've been, I think football at long last, been a bit more recognised in this area. And, 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 you know, there's been good players in this area for years, but... Uh, when you're in non-league, Highland League, you don't tend to get noticed. But yeah. I think in the last 25 years, we've we've put things right a wee bit. Charlie, like uh, you played under Barry McNeil at Celtic. What was that like? Ah, oh, great, great two years. Just, I mean, he's a legend. You know, I remember my father talking about picking up the European Cup in '67, and he, but he was some, he was a colossus, and you could tell why he got the nickname Caesar. He was one of these guys, and we've all met them. When he came into a room, he, you could straight away he was a presence in the room, and. It was just a learning curve. I'd gone from non-league. I was playing with Thistle, just won the league in 87. They'd watched me seven or eight times that season, um, done the deal. Um, and then went down in, in a room with McNeil and, and Jack McGinn, it was at the time, the chairman. So 
it was such a, a learning curve and the big characters itself, they actually won the double that year in their centenary year, so it was a good time to be there. Um, the frustrating part was I couldn't uh, break into the first team. You know, the, the, the first year was great. It was, uh, I, I was top scorer in the reserves. I was playing really well, but I think it was Makamani and Andy Walker were playing up top for the first team and they were doing so well. And of course, neither of the buggers got injured at the time. They played me in a favourite <laughs> game that season. Did we not have so, Mark McGee as well at that point? McGee, well, Mark came in as well at a slightly later time, but McGee was there as well. So mm. the great times, it was just, you know, they played a different system. They sort of played a 3-5-2. And as I say, Chrissy Morris and Anton Rogan, I was in the same house as Rogan and he was a great character. And You know they, what, they, Anton Rogan got a lot of stick, but I always remember him being a great player. I know he made a couple of mistakes, but he was a far better player than he got credit for. Absolutely. I'm glad you say that. He was. It's funny because he played, and he played, he was an ever-present that, that year, you know, because he was never, ever, or very seldom injured. He had the, the really bad performance, I think it was the 5-1 game that got beat by Rangers, mm-hmm. and people remember that as they tend to do. But but the, the, the centenary season in 88, you know, the two wing-backs, Morris and Rogan, were fantastic. And, of course, you had the quality of McStay in, in the middle, so... No, credit to him. It was just a great place to be at the time. And, you know, it was a learning curve for me as a young lad from the Highlands coming down. And, you know, even even the the nightlife in Glasgow, it was actually the t- Tuxedo Princess was in the Clyde at the time, unfortunately. That's a while ago. Jesus. I remember, uh, it was a while ago, honestly. And I remember a few times being at the bar and that place buying a bloody can of Schlitz from Akameni. I was, going, I was going to say that, mate. Coming for the Highlands, down to Glasgow, playing for Celtic, and then coming to like nights out in Glasgow with like Frank McAvenny, that must have been an eye. I, I, I bet you a culture shock for you. It was. It was. It was so surreal, but it was brilliant. The football, even going from we train part time two or three nights a week, and you you're in every day, and you've got your kit laid out, and it was just you know such a one of the biggest clubs in the world. It was, and in fact, I was a Celtic supporter. It was. I remember when I left, like all the boys at my last night of training with Thistle, they all they were actually saying it's a real Roy the Rover story sort of thing. They couldn't believe it. It was just because I'd been away in a few trials. I'd been in about half a dozen trials, the length and breadth of the UK in the previous couple of years. Right. And I thought I'd sort of missed the boat. So I, I had a decent job up here at the time. I thought, well, just play part time and get a good career. And the, the phone call sort of came out of the blue. Um, and it was just, uh, but it was a great two years. I just regret probably I didn't make the most of my opportunity, to be honest, you know. I'm I'm desperate to know you go you but you you go back up to Inverness but you play as a, a player and a commercial manager. What 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 is that? Hi, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's fair shake, I, was, I mean, I came back up and you know. Is that sort of skills you learned in the city? And you went right. Guess what? This is what they do in Glasgow. This is how they do. You know what I mean? Did you get lessons for that? No, <laughs> no. It's funny because I came back up with the club that I was with. I went back to Cali actually in the Highland League, and they had a good commercial setup. You know, just getting match sponsors and they've got a lottery and things like that. And and then the guy that was in that job, he moved. He'd been in at several a long time and he moved and it was the chairman. He says, Charlie, you're you know, your people near you know you, your name's synonymous with football, you're quite, you know, you're settled back up in the Highlands now. Do you fancy giving it a go? And I was very apprehensive, but I says, you know, what was I early twenties? I says, Aye, okay, and I'll give it a go. And to be fair, it was good. I really enjoyed it. You just you train, we train three nights a week, and then during the day, you'd meet sponsors. You would maybe, you know, try and get people involved with the club. You ran the lottery. They had their own little commercial offices quite near the it's stadium. So it was, it was a good setup. So, when you did, what were you doing? Were you kind of like spicing up the, the raffle for half time and stuff like that on a Saturday? Ah, sorry, you know, making <laughs> adding up. music and all that when they come out, the players come <laughs> out. 
making up winners, making up, making up winners' names. Making up winners' names and pocketing the change. Good for you, Charlie. What a gig. Everyone used to say to me, who's this Bertie Smith in 73 High Street that wins all the prizes? <laughs> I just like Grado when he gets his mates to four in the breakfast show and go radio in the morning. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I'm only kidding. Aye, cool, man. <laughs> so, obviously, we'll spoke about the, the game against Celtic, Charlie, but um, your, your, your laddie, Ryan, is going to be playing in the Euros in the summer. Now, when we qualified, his interview after the game, Alex Ferguson actually says that Ryan had him in tears watching it. Mm-hmm. How did how did you react to that? Because I, I know I was watching it and I was filling up and even Gredo and Stephen, I'm sure mm-hmm. they were. We were. It was it was emotional. You know what I mean? Even it was an emotional way. night that or together. Like, yeah, it was. I've never yeah, experienced like times like that. Watching Scotland and that was Ryan Christie's interview after it was kind of like just icing on the cake. to such it an was. emotional night. Uh, I've no I've no spoken him since. He's bloody embarrassed the family. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you, you, weren't, you weren't greeting after you put Selic out the cup. What's you all about it? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, as you say, guys, it was just it was an incredible night. I mean, you know, we had, we had my, my daughter was around with her boyfriend. He's, you know, football fanatic. And uh, we just sat in with a few beers, a few glasses of wine. And uh, we, I thought we did well. I thought, as, as rightly said, after the game, we all said, as I, we got a surprise, we, we, we battled the Serbia toe-to-toe. Because we all thought before the game, if we were going to get through, it'd be a bit of a smash and grab. And that what it wasn't the case, was it? You know. And then when when Junior scores, I mean, we're going mental around the living room. We're hopping up and down, and and we're, then we were trying to see time out. And then when they scored last, you know, that corner in the last minute, you're thinking, because this is Scotland to a T, and it's, you know, it's an 1986 World Cup over a ball over again, and you're just, it's you know, it's frightening. But to see that was we're literally going mental when when big. David saves a penalty and then and then we were just calming down a little bit and we're settling down and you know trying to wipe up all the spilt beer off the floor and uh, next minute Junior comes on with his interview and it was you know my uh, I'm first one to say my wife and daughter there's tears running down their face and it was just it was great it was around uh, one of these nights you just you'll never forget in our life you know we be Fergie talking about this week man Sir Alex that was brilliant man you had this week saying that even he it brought him to tears as well, man. That must have been cool hearing that. Huh? Uh, it was brilliant, Brad. Honestly, it was just great. And as you see that, you know, he's the most legendary Scotsman in the modern game. And, you know, for him to say it, and you can see it's from the heart too, because you can, Fergie's the sort of guy you can imagine would have been Christ having a right few red wines after the game as well, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. I think we'll do all right, to be honest. I mean, you know, if we play like we played out in Serbia, we'll do okay. We're going to need to ride our lack a bit, to be honest. These guys are, as we know, are technically so good, you know. Um, but listen, I, I, I think they've definitely got something going. Even the young fella says it from when he first came into the squad three years ago under Alec McLeish, and he can see the squad developing, and, you know, he gets on great. He's friendly with Robertson and McGinn and Armstrong, and they've got a real good sort of camaraderie going. And as we know, I think you need that, you know. Mm-hmm. So Gaze, Gaze are we exclusive here? Is he away in the summer? I hope he's away to the Euros, if that's what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he's no, done your air that's a good answer. Uh, I'll, 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 I
as I say, there's nothing, not a thing. It's, I've been a wee bit, I must admit, guys, and I'm glad I'm speeches because, and I'll say it, I've been a wee bit disappointed that some of the things I've read over the past six months about he's wanting to get out the door and he's absolute baloney. Aye. Absolute nonsense. Really? He's, had, he's had five of the best years, well, two of the years he was at Aberdeen, but he said three of the best years of his life at Celtic and he's loved every minute of it. Like every Celtic fan or player or staff member alike, the last nine months have not gone as, as we'd all hoped. But, you know, I've heard some absolute baloney written and said about Ryan, about the club in the last few months and people should take check of that. But no, but now he, he's, he yeah, loves right. it. He absolutely, you know, he, he's, he's as devastated as anyone that they haven't quite gone, that, you know, achieved that final mm. aim this year. So Charlie, you're, you're obviously like a Celtic man, Chuck. You sport Celtic. What do you, when you look at the team now, who do you want to come in as a manager? It's funny, guys, because personally, I quite I like the idea of Eddie Howe. Six months before Ryan signed for Celtic, Bournemouth came in for him, and Cali Thistle knocked back what they offered. And I was sitting in the house one night, and this is a two-story. I was really disappointed that the club had knocked it back. It, to be honest, I thought it wasn't right to the club, but I was an employee of the club and didn't have a lot of say in it. But I was sitting in the house one night and I got a phone call in my mobile. It was Eddie Howe. Couldn't believe it. Don't know where he got my notes. Don't know this day where he got the number. And he detailed what he saw as a pathway for Ryan at Bournemouth. Mm -hmm. And he's, he was playing the under-23s for a season. He knew that he needed to develop physically. They would do that. They would work with him that way. And it was a pleasure to speak. I spoke to him for a quarter of an hour and it was a pleasure to speak to him. So, you know, and then six months later, it worked out well because Ryan got his chance to go to Seattle, which was great. But I, I thought, what a gentleman. And I thought he did a great job at Bournemouth. So he, I think, is a good fit. You know, mm. hopefully it'll happen. The way he had Bournemouth playing at the time is very akin to the way Celtic like to play. And that seems to be a good fit as well. So, you know, he would be great. But I, I, we, you know, I think you know more than you're letting on, my man. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's funny, Ryan phoned me this morning, guys, after his way back from Lennox Town. He phoned me and he was, he was just catching up. And I asked him the question. I said, is any of the boys talking about it? And he says, well... We're all talking about it, he says, but nobody's really in the nose yet, or nobody's letting on. So, but he says, obviously, I, boys, the boys are talking about it. Right. I think that's what Hugh Keevan said. Hugh Keevan says that there doesn't seem to be any sort of leaks coming out about this, and this mm -hmm. is the first time in a long time that Celtic have been able to keep their gas at a peep when it comes to stuff like this. So, yeah. you know, it's, I'm really, it's it's quite an exciting time now. Fingers crossed, yeah. we get the right man in. Yeah, right. absolutely. I will see. We'll see, guys. You know. Never mind me too, Charlie. Don't worry. He's already up with Kennedy. He's a good Kennedy. He's a bugger of money. You should just put a big sponsor on the top of your stand, you Oh, hi. I bet you half the Rangers fans don't even know this tone. You know that. You better believe it, bruh. Is that. Is that. Is that. I saw that banner. Was that a trophy, thank Christ? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Charlie, that's plenty. Come on. <laughs> there we go. So, I'll, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> well, whatever, Charlie. <laughs> it's been nice talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good laugh. But talking of like the next Celtic management stuff, how did you find your time in management, Charlie? I enjoyed parts of it, guys, but by Christ, what a stressful job. I take my heart off. You see these guys that do it for 20, 25 years. They're up, they're obviously a different beast than me. I, take, no. I used to get home, guys, on a Saturday night and I 
you know, I like a glass of red wine. And we did well, you know, the two years I was there, we were in the Premier League and I think we finished seventh and eighth, never had fear of relegation, mm-hmm. got in the quarterfinal a, a couple of times. It was good. And, you know, one at Ibrox for the first time, gents, I better throw that in. But no, it's just, it's, I used to get home and you get home maybe half five, quarter to six, six o'clock, Saturday evening. And all I could think about was who we were playing the next week. You know, I just, my whole focus, it takes over your whole life, or it did with me. You know, you're mm-hmm. just thinking, you know, oh, who have we got next week? All right, we've got Aberdeen away. You've got to start thinking about that. And it is, it's, uh, I think you've got to be a certain beast to be a manager. Um, you know, and you see the guys that do it at the top level for so long, you think, maybe I'm a, I don't know, I just took things. The fact it was my hometown club as well, I think of I course. took things so serious. And, it, you know, I used to get really frustrated when things weren't going well and and probably didn't quite get away from it enough to be honest you know so but but you know great great times as well I loved the interaction with the players and the two years and as I say it went well at the time um you know I think you look at the club now we just look like finishing fifth in the Scottish Championship I don't mm-hmm. think we realized then how good we had it mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you're, only, you're, only, you're only a few years removed from Scottish Cup finals and stuff like that, you know. So it is. Yeah. It, it has been a bit of a, a downfall for the club, but it's not been crossed. as bad as Falkirk, but it's It's funny every time we're feeling a bit down, we always say, "Well, look at Park Thistle and Falkirk," because we used mm. to have <laughs> we used to have good tussles with them. And you look at it, it's a good example. Two full-time clubs and what can happen, yeah, you know. So tell me this one, Charlie. When you were managing, did you ever have a player that shot too often and put it into the stand? (laughs) 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 I had a a few players that took the shot too often. (laughs) (laughs) Took a shot too often, brilliant. But if you were if you were the Celtic manager right now, right? What would your advice be to Ryan? Because a lot of people are getting on his back about his shooting. What would, you, what would you say to him? What I would say to the, well, what I would say to the manager, first and foremost, is playing his best, play him in his best position. Right, fair um, enough. For a boy that played number 10 last year and scored 22 goals, I wouldn't have been so tempted to move him so often. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's undoubtedly, and that seems to be some so-called experts forget that too. I, um, it's, it's one of the things I think looking from as a certain fan that's you know, I'm qualified coaching-wise to the help. And I think uh, I think the change of system for Celtic over the past 18 months has been really strange, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And they, at times, I think they've looked really uncomfortable structure-wise. Uh, and include, I, I would include Ryan at times in that. You know, they've gone to 3-5-2. I mean, you look at the team, w- w- when Brendan Rodgers was manager, um, you look mm-hmm. at the, the formation, it was basically a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-1-4-1. And they... they basically romped home with everything so I think but my advice for Ryan would be just you know he's obviously not as confident as he was 12 months ago um, but listen, listen he got them, I, he got them I know back what, a couple I, of weeks know, ago did he know I, I know I know what Ryan you know what it means to Ryan at Celtic and I also from being in the know know what it means to some others at the club that earn substantially more and Right. Ryan cares an awful lot more about the goings on than an awful lot more. He's he's disappointed he's not been able to contribute more, but pe- people also forget and it, it gets him back a wee bit. Mm-hmm. October, November, Lenny was still the manager, Aye. and Ryan was absolutely flying. 
if people forget the goal against Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup semi when Aberdeen has started the game better. They forget the goal against Hearts. Nominated for goal of the season. Yeah. Both of their goals so, have been nominated yeah. for goal of the season. But, but no, he's got to just get. You can tell he's he's frustrated, and at times actually I feel it's funny. It's the total opposite of some of the nonsense that's been said. Because I say to him after before the game, I say don't be trying trying too hard. You can see he's getting a bit frustrated, and he's trying things that he wouldn't have twelve months ago. Aye. And I mean I've seen that in loads of other players, you know. And you're right in what you're saying about the, the some of the a lot of the players not being not bothering their ass to be honest with you, and it's it, it's screaming out for the club to be honest with you, it's screaming out for the team, and I think big changes need to come in the summer. I really it's something. I think we'd all agree, Grado, that or all the all lads in the call, we'd all agree that the recruitment at Celtic has been, you know, it's been often said over the past six months, but the recruitment and, and that's the hardest part of football. The recruitment at Celtic over the past 18 months has been simply horrendous. It's just not been good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. you're talking 22, 23 million pounds, you know, and, and that's that's got a huge knock-on effect that football club, you know. Definitely, um, definitely. I mean, you look at Losing Fraser Foster and then you're bringing yeah. in Barkas, he's not hitting the ground running. You're bringing in Hazard and then Scott Bain and then you've got Shane Duffy coming in, Julian's injured, you've got Lax out coming in. It's but Bob, see if this I'll, I'll is, be honest. See if this is Rangers, Bob, right? Um, and you've and, and you've got a situation with somebody like Ryan Christie, you're wanting somebody like Ryan Christie, a, a young Scottish boy, to be there who knows what Aye. it's like to play for the Aye. team for the new Aye. manager coming in. You're wanting him signed, sealed, delivered, especially for the next Kendall, of if like you're saying, like. Like uh, Charlie's mentioned, Eddie Howe is a is a fan of Ryan Christie. Aye. You know what I mean. So it, if if you're going to build a team around two players, it looks as though with what Charlie's saying, it could be maybe Ryan and David Turnbull or something like that. You know, and I can see they two being the central the, the midfielder Celtic. If after what Charlie's told me, obviously. I I I hold my hands up. I thought Ryan was wanting away. I thought he was one of the ones that were wanting away. You know, and but if he's if he's committed to the club and they play him in the right position and he can get his shooting boots back on, then there's no reason why he can't go on and become the player that we know that he was the, the last couple of seasons. So, you know, it's... Get him to Charlie. <laughs> you know, as I said all along, Ryan's taken it, guys, he's been, and I'll touch on this very briefly, but his taking it's been that he wanted to keep his options open and he's been totally honest for, for with the club, you know, um, from day one. He said he wants to keep his options open, get to the end of this season... And and uh, see see what evolves then, and nothing's changed mm-hmm. from that. And I think, Aye. to be honest, I think that's as fair as you, you know. He's 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 tried to be really fair. Again, it's it's absolutely not been a financial thing at all, as some mm-hmm. some so-called pundits think it does. So, yeah, but but I agree with you. Say, I think that you know, I look, I, I'm a great, I like David Turnbull. He's a good football player. I, I got, I remember when David got his injury. I actually made it my business to get David's mobile number, and I give him a wee text just to say. There's better times around the corner when he was doing his rehab, and it's great to see him hitting the ground running now. And the, the big thing for me again at Celtic, I think people don't realise Forrest has been a big miss because they played very narrow. I think you even saw that in the recent Old Firm games. They, they've really struggled for a bit of natural width in the team throughout the season. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, again, that goes back to maybe recruitment for for Celtic to go into an Old Firm match without one winger, one wide player yeah. in the right team. To me, is absolute poppycock. You know. I, I was, I was, as a Rangers fan, I was quite happy about that because the week before yeah. we struggled against when we played Hibs, Martin Boyle caused Barisic all sorts yeah. of problems. So I heard Forrest had a good impact in the Livingston game he was back. And he played yeah, with. I, but yeah. the thing is, though, we were playing him on the left when he came back. Mm-hmm. 
it would have been. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure if Celtic had watched Rangers the week before, they'd have I don't, I don't think Celtic anything. watch anybody that they play against these days. To be honest with <laughs> you. But Charlie, you are currently youth development office are at Inverness Cary. How how's that? Is that working out all right? Ah, it's all right. Ah, it's okay. It's been a good good season this year. I mean, with the COVID season's been football's been a bloody nightmare for everybody. But uh, for us, it's actually we've had three of the academy boys playing regular. Um, boy, Cami Harper left back, Roddy McGregor in the middle of midfield, and Daniel Mackay, who's who's actually finishing the season as probably one of the top guns in the championship. So. Credit, it's been it's been good year for the academy. Um, it's difficult up here because we don't have population wise. We don't produce. We're never going to produce dozens and dozens of top players. It just won't seem, happen. Seeming you get a good one, they're always right good. But aye, aye. you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. When, when Cali Thistle get a, right, a good player, they always end up going on to yeah. a lot bigger things. So. Well, we had you know we've had Shinny who's stepped on and done well for himself. Yeah, yep. people forget it was as had Stuart Armstrong. We actually yep, it was as found Stuarty. We got That's him from right. a junior club, a boys club in Aberdeen. We took him through and then uh, he relocated. So he, he left the club because he was relocating. But Barry yeah, you're Robson. right. We won't, we, Barry Robson we won't, as well. Barry, we won't get them in big numbers, but, we, you know, we, we can produce good players. And the three mm-hmm. boys I've mentioned, you know, have a real chance to kick on. And what about Inverness itself as a wee town? Because that's, that's, is it not the fastest growing town in Europe? It's not a town, Gredo, it's a city, my well, man. It's, well, is it not the fastest growing city? I beg your pardon, I'm talking poppycock. Is it? Because <laughs> it's, it's the, there's no, because the last time I was up there, there, there was brand new hotels, Aye. new strip joint in town. Aye. There was, <laughs> and it seems as if it's, you know, it's, as the years go on, it's becoming a better place to live, isn't it? It is, Gary. You're right. You're spot on. It's honestly the housing developments that are going on here is bloody frightening. You wonder who's buying them, to be honest. But it is. It's just growing year in year out. It is the biggest developing city in Europe now, which I find quite unbelievable. But and, and believe it or not, you, you'll love this, guys. COVID is actually. You know, I've got a couple of pals in here working the estate agent sort of field, and they're saying they've never been as busy because there's a lot of people wanting to relocate here. Well, I never thought of that. You know, which I thought because of the COVID <laughs> thing, because we tended, to, we were actually one of the safest places in the bloody UK. Really? So it's funny how it's got a knock-on effect, but you do, it's actually, and thank God, because it was, you know, I mean, I remember we had, remember Sandy Robertson that was at Rangers years ago? Yes. Aye. Sandy, yep. Sandy came up here for a season and we went out on a Tuesday night. We had a Tuesday night game we played. I think we played, I think it was part of this we played in the stadium. And Sandy says, oh, you fancy going for a beer, Charlie? After the game, I says, I don't bother at all. Then, of course, we're in the pub at half past 10 and that was it. And he says, right, where are we going now? And I look at him and says, you're not going anywhere number next. <laughs> <laughs> how, I just want to know, how's Neil McCann getting on? Mm-hmm. He's done well. He's done right. great, Steve. Honestly, he's done He's done really well. He's he's come in. It's a horrible thing with, with John. You know, John's yeah. not feeling, it wasn't feeling the best. And, yeah. what, and it was a double whammy, guys, because obviously our assistant manager, Scott Kelker, who's a great guy, he's got long COVID. So he's mm-hmm. he's no... So we've had the double, you know, both management team had, were written off. So Neil's came in and it was difficult. Immediately, fair play to, to me, try to change a wee bit the way they, we've played over the first couple of games and it didn't really work out for him. So I think really he went back to playing it a bit more safe and he's got the best out of the players. Bit, mm-hmm. bit disappointing, we've just missed out in the playoffs, to be honest, because I know that was his, obviously everyone's goal. But no, mm-hmm. he's been a good impression. He's been thorough. He's changed one or two things. I've had good chats with myself. I didn't, I knew I actually played against him years ago, but 
I did know him very well, but uh, I had a, you know, it's been good to catch up with him, and his ideas in the game are good. Um, he's what I like too. He's a fire. He's got a bit of fire in his belly too, oh, as he I, showed last Saturday. I believe yes. Tank Castle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, he's had a good, good impression at the club. Good. Do you see maybe obviously situation pending on whatever happens with John and stuff? Could you see maybe a long term thing there for Neil McCann if there was a chance of that? I don't know. It's quite topical, Steve. It's been talking about you know we're talking about certain Monday. What's happening there? We're very much in that in limbo at the moment mm-hmm. here. The, the thinking is. Robbo will be fine to come back for pre-season and we all wish right. him the best. Good but luck to him, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of fans have been very, very taken and, and maybe looking if John didn't come back or didn't want to come back, that certainly would Neil consider the job amongst them. You know, there's a few others' names in the ring as well, but, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what evolves. Well, Charlie, which, which, what does the future hold for you? For me, well, I don't know. I mean, I obviously want I'm desperate for Inverness to get back in the top league because it's not the same. See, being out of the Premier League in Scottish football, it's just, you know, you are forgotten about a lot. We need Aye. to get back, get back playing, get the visits to Settle Park and Ibrox. It's just, for a club our size, it was phenomenal. And for the fans, we don't have a big fan base, but it was great for them. So, you know, we need to get back up there. Um, I, I quite like my job. I'm the head of the academy up here. Again, we've got good young players, not a huge abundance of them, but It'd be nice over the next two or three years to see them, um, and and then obviously it depends what where Ryan career how it evolves. That what you know that's a big part of our life. We love having our weekends mm-hmm. and and watching them play football. It's such a so. Do you, you think know, you'll be having your weekends down in London, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going yeah. to tell me. I was sitting here, at, sitting here at half seven tonight. So, Charlie, you'll be in Manchester next year. What about, what about Burnley? Do you like Burnley, Charlie? <laughs> I was fancying fancy an Australian Barcelona, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Right, Charlie, it's been absolutely magnificent talking to you. And thanks for giving us your time, mate. But every week on Football Daft, we put our guests' football knowledge to the test with our 90-second quiz. You up for it? Absolutely. On the leaderboard, uh, people, you need to beat here, Charlie. We've got David Martindale is top of the leaderboard with 16. In joint second, it's John Sutton and Chip Young in 15. Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley are in third with 14. Other selected scores include Owen Coyle on 12, Johnny Watson on 9, Yogi Hughes is on 6, Barry Feastenders was on the show, he's on 4, and... <laughs> At the bottom, it's a tie between Peter Lovenkranz, Derek Johnston, Craig Levine, and Mick Sue Paterinen, who are all on three. Is there anybody there you want to beat? I beat Yogi, Hannah. Got to I got oh Christ. If I don't beat Yogi, I'm packing in. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, does one of you two fine gentlemen want to ask the questions? Fredo, you want to do the Yes, I'll do it. Now, Charlie, remember, you, you can't pass. You must give an answer. All right. No, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be the correct answer, Charlie. It can be. With, with help. It, it can be poppycock if it is. <laughs> I'm getting the back of my, my, my back of my tap. Poppycock one. Like, too far. Too like mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Enough. Right. Here we go. Uh, John. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Which champion side was Celtic's Stephen Welsh on loan with last season? <laughs> Charlie. United. 
Which side were top of the Scottish Premiership for the first two weeks of the season? Dundee United. You've only got 90 seconds, Charlie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How many sides are in the SPFL's four leagues? 42. In what season did you win the first division with Cali? 19, uh, year 2000. Who was Scotland national men's team manager immediately before Steve Clark? Alton Cleish. Who's the current longest serving Scottish Premiership manager? Gerard. Who scored St Johnson's goal against Rangers in the Scottish Cup? Well, Chris Kane, really, but the goalkeeper. Which is the only SPFL team to begin with the letter I? East Fife, Jesus, that's terrible. <laughs> Who was time, Aberdeen? Time, time. Inverness, Caledonia, Thistle, is it? <laughs> I thought when I explained it, I thought, did, did, did Charlie think I said it's a 90 minute quiz? <laughs> that was funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Let's go to the wrong right. answer. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Right, right, Charlie, here's the, the, the answers for you. Uh, Celtic Stephen Welsh was on loan to Morton last season. It was Hibs that were top for the first two weeks and not Dundee United. You won the first division with Cali 2003-2004. Is that right? I don't think that's what the question was, but okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, what's that? What was that? Was that the right question, John? Of what, what, what did you think the question was? What year did we get in the championship? Oh, oh right. that's me. I've said that wrong. Then you've. I think we need. I think we need you, Charlie, point for that because I've given Charlie a point. He's struggling here. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and of course, which is the only SPFL team to begin with the letter I? Inverness Galway. Oh, the love of God. <laughs> that's the best. That's going on the you end of your tape. <laughs> You nearly got it switched time. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie, you've done it all right. You're not bottom, but you but you beat Barry from EastEnders at least. You got you five. Go. Oh, just one behind Yogi, Charlie. One behind Yogi. Oh, big, Yogi, big Yogi's got the bragging rights. Oh, Christ. <laughs> brilliant. Hey, Charlie, that was brilliant, it's been mate. brilliant, mate. Yeah, thanks for joining us, bud. Cheers. No boy, lads. Take care. Football daft. With G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Most, the most eagerly anticipated old firm in years. In uh, years. Everybody's buzzing for it, aren't they? <laughs> so, I'm going to be away this weekend, boys. So oh, mate, you're missing the fucking football and line of duty. No, I'm not missing the football, mate. I'll, I'll watch the football. <laughs> but there's just there's that, that appetite I mean record this a Wednesday it might get better for the old Friday but the new man I can't be bothered you know son I've really enjoyed this show today and I think I've enjoyed this show more than what I'm going to enjoy Sunday I just can't be bothered I can't be bothered 
Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on the full Instagram. Sign up for Patreon. Sign up for Patreon. You'll get right. some honestly troops. I can't say this enough, right? We honestly times are hard and all that, but we put up um do we still do the, the, the outtakes, John? Yes, some of the, some, some some the best parts of the show are actually the outtakes, Aye. by Aye. the way. Please if you do please sign up to Patreon for the outtakes to see a moment which is when we think that Charlie Christie has hung up the Zoom call. <laughs> And it right. that he has it and runs right. away. You need to see this because I laughed for about 20 minutes. Right, you need to see Gredo's reaction. It's fucking outstanding. It's outstanding. And Charlie right. Christie did a great teammates as well, so that'll be up there as well. Because if you're listening, troops, and you're thinking about the, the Patreon, every every week we, we get a... Before the interview, we do a teammates thing, and there's a hell of a lot of bonus content that people will end up going away. Sometimes they could last an hour before right. we actually do the interview. And and it, it dates all the way back. So if you want to hear the outtakes for Andy Gray, if you want to take the outtakes for Barry Fee Stenders, they're all up there. So get up patreon.com forward slash football daft. Audio Frontier.